Welcome to RevMD, a podcast created for healthcare professionals by healthcare professionals. We will share tips on medical billing and coding, as well as workflow optimization to help practices succeed, thrive, and grow revenue. Welcome back to another week of the RevMD podcast. So this week, I thought I would answer a common question that I get asked a lot when I'm talking to colleagues and clients even for that matter. And there are two major questions we get asked. How do I know when to, to make a change with our current billers? And how do I know what to look for when I'm interviewing billers so I know if I should be making that change? So as you guys know, one of the reasons why we opened up National Revenue Consulting was because we really saw friends who were physicians, colleagues who were really struggling to be able to have a reliable service, right? They love to see their patient. They're not crazy about the business side of things. And they certainly didn't have energy after a full day of seeing patients to manage the billing, the data, the office, the HR, and everything. And so we know that medical school really just didn't prepare us for the business side of healthcare. But trust me, I believe that if you can learn the Krebs cycle, if you can learn all the neuron pathways we had to learn in medical school, you can learn this. It is doable. The most important thing is having a team of people that you can trust and that are delivering data that you know how to act on and that are explaining things to you so that you know what you need to be focusing on. I'll tell a little story because I think it's important in terms of context of this. So Our whole why of why we started this company, um, which I guess has been over a year now, maybe two years that we really started talking about this. And I had been at a physician conference, had met with a psychiatrist who was there as a uh, attendee, and he was sharing his struggles through COVID, right? And we know psychiatry in particular was one of the fields, I think, that was hit as COVID and the aftermath settled in. And he had mentioned that he hadn't been paid in over 12 months, I believe. And at the time, I thought, well, you know, was it patient volume? You know, what was going on? And then he explained that it was actually because of their billing system. So they had brought on a new billing company. The billing company, you know, sounded great. And they started out looked like they were doing okay. And then revenue started to slowly decline and then decline further. And then finally, he was barely making ends meet in the practice. And while he noticed that something was wrong, he was having a really difficult time figuring out what needed to be corrected. And it took almost 12 months before he was able to get out of the contract, find new billers and kind of recover. And it was one of those moments where, you know, we all recognize that as physicians, right, if we're not you know, able to have the metrics that we need in order to stay on track of our practice and understand if we're getting the revenue we need and is revenue, how is revenue trending and all of the things we need in order to make sure our private practices succeed. If that's not there, then it can sometimes be difficult to know what's going on. And it was a very unfortunate situation and it just made, um, it was an aha moment for myself and my husband when we were getting ready to start this company and realized not only did we really want to focus on providing a reliable service, right? That's the easy part. The key for us is the education. The key for us is the metrics. And so um, at the end of the day, right, as a CEO of a practice, right? As you guys listening to this, if you're the owner of a practice, you can't be in the weeds. You can't look at every claim. You can't be submitting that, though I have known 
health healthcare practitioners and physicians who've had to get into the weeds. My hope is that this podcast helps you guys identify the metrics you can measure, the metrics you can track, so that at the end of the day, you know how your business is doing without having to get in the weeds. But if you do need to get in the weeds, you know who to go talk to, you know how to ask the questions and who to ask the questions to and make sure that you're getting responses you can trust. So many of our listeners, right, have either outsourced your billing or maybe you even have in-house billing, but you need to understand what metrics you need to follow to make sure that they're all doing their job appropriately. And hopefully in our world, um, we really sit with our clients, share those metrics, make sure that the practice understands where the metrics came from so that if you needed to go do a double check in terms of accuracy, you could, and that you have benchmarks of which to measure those metrics against, right? It's one thing just to track and trend things, but to say whether or not that's you're doing good or you're doing bad or what you need to change. And so as you guys are listening today and thinking, do I need to make a change? How do I make a change? When do I make a change? And then if you're going down the road of making a change, then what the heck do you ask billers as you're interviewing them? And I do recommend, you know, you interview folks, you understand, you know, their skill set and knowledge, what subspecialties they've worked with, um, who helps manage the billers, right? Do you have a billing manager that's going to work with you or a lead biller that's really going to take care of your case? Are the owners of that company, are they involved or is it a very big company and does your practice then get lost in those big companies? I mean, these are all personal preferences. There's no right or wrong answer to these things, but there are things that you need to think about in order to understand what would make you happy in terms of the level of service that you need. And if you're looking at your current situation going, I have no metrics, I don't meet with my billers regularly, my revenue is declining, or I have no idea what my revenue is doing, I don't know what my accounts receivable looks like, or maybe you do know what it looks like, but you now are recognizing that your AR, your accounts receivable, isn't where it needs to be, then that's usually when I tell folks it may be time to think about interviewing other billers. So once you've gotten to the point of saying, okay, I'm ready to interview other billers, now what? What things do you need to pull together? What things do you need to think through? And I highly recommend kind of going through some of this on your own. If you need to take notes, do that or come back and listen again. Because the key is the more organized you are in terms of what your current process is, what you're looking for, the easier time your biller that you're interviewing, as well as yourself, are going to figure out if it's the right fit. So the first thing, so question number one, is you're really going to want to understand your current billing process and billing contract. So I really want you to go, if you know, if you're at that point, grab your current contract, understand how, you know, what's your term left, how, you know, what's your out clause, if there are nuances in that contract that state that any old accounts receivable must be managed by the biller that you currently have. Meaning if you have a problem with your accounts receivable, right, that number continues to go up and you're trying to then look for a new biller, are you going to be able to give that old AR to your new billing team? So as you think through the contract piece, because then you can have some understanding of a timeline. What's your timeline going to be? Oftentimes, I would say it really is important for the new billing team to have 
you know, it, you know, you're going to want to have a couple weeks of kind of going back and forth and really understanding each other's process and is it a good fit and then have some transition time so that you can really make sure that that's a smooth transition because that is really key. And your new billing team should be able to help you through that. You know, for us, we create an onboarding guide that goes through each one of the things that we're going to need to collect because it's also about all of your sign-ons and your um, access to availability and things like that that you have to pull together. So then once you've got that, right, you understand, okay, how much longer do I have in this contract? You're kind of getting to the point where you recognize that you want out. There are sometimes in contracts where even if you have a term limit that say you're not there yet, there may be clauses in there that state for poor performance, you may be able to exit the contract. So take a look at that too. Um, the other thing is you're really going to want to think through what is the current process in your office? Who is handling what? What functions is your front office doing or people in your own office, your, um, you know, your manager, your practice manager, your uh, front office staff, are they doing eligibility and verification? Are they doing prior authorizations? How are they collecting payments? I mean, really stepping through each part of the process so you understand, okay, what am I doing and what is my current biller doing so that you have an idea of what you need. So as you think through that process, right, what's working, what's not working, that may help you outline what you need when you're thinking about getting to a new billing team. And the other thing on the touchy-feely side, right, so what are you really unhappy about and what sort of stress would you remove from your life if you were able to get to a point where you can truly have an amazing billing partner and really understand that, right? I mean, understand what are your hopes and dreams for if you had this off your plate, if you weren't worried about it, if you knew that the revenue was coming in, you knew somebody was watching the metrics and how would that feel? And really, as you're interviewing these billers, make sure that they have that understanding and desire to take that off your plate, right? It's not just billing. It's not just coding. It's not just submitting things. This is really about how can they be a better partner for your practice? Because at the end of the day, you know, there's a lot of people who can do billing, but I, the best billers that I've seen are the ones who look at the whole process holistically, and they, they are really trying to be a full partner on your team, not just somebody who's coming in and submitting claims and managing denials. So once you kind of get through your current contract, your current process, right, you've understood what, what you're unhappy about, what's not been working, you know, how's communication been with your current biller? Has that been regular? Do you get reliable communication back? How slow are they at responding? Do you want weekly or monthly email or e emails or phone calls? And is your team giving you that? And that way you kind of outline, okay, here's the things I'm unhappy about with my current system. And here's what I want and expect in the new billing process that I'm looking to get, right? Because you're going to be interviewing these billing teams and you're going to need to outline, okay, I, I you know, want weekly emails and updates in the beginning. Once things stabilize, that can go to monthly. That way you can articulate what you're hoping to get out of. So the next part is really understanding things about your practice that you can share, right? And this has to do with what specialties you work with. What are your claim volume? What's your patient population? What is your uh, payer mix? 
things like that so that the new billing team can understand what resources they would need to provide in order to support your team. And some of this is also going to be back to what is your current process, right? Are you needing somebody to help with eligibility and verification and prior auths? Or is that the front office doing that? Are you going to need help with patient phone calls? And uh, and how is that going to work? And typically from a patient phone call perspective, I would say most billing companies just handle the aftermath if they handle patient phone calls at all. And this really depends on the contract you set up. Um, so patient phone calls for things like, hey, what's my insurance going to cover? I would highly recommend that that be not something the practice takes on, not something the billing team takes on. That's really a, hey, patient, please call your insurance company and understand that information. We try and educate on that as much as possible, right? We want people to understand copays and deductibles. And you guys have heard me talk about this. But at the end of the day, we can't sit there and call every insurance company and try and explain their own benefits, right? That's their own contract with their own insurance company. So the other thing is going to be growth, right? So do you anticipate increasing providers? Do you anticipate increasing uh, volume? Because these are important things for them to understand and make sure they can support you on. The other piece is really understanding your electronic medical record, right? So what EMR system are you using? Does it have a attached billing software already connected and interfaced to it? Is that what your current billers are using? Are you wanting somebody to just pick that up? Or are you really wanting somebody to help you find a new solution? And so... That will help understand timeline, scope, and really what's going to be involved in making this transition work. You're also going to want to have some details around how your EOBs come in. Do they come in electronically? What clearinghouse are you going to use? And again, you may not have all the answers to this. I just want you to have the folks on the call who can help answer these questions. Maybe that's your office manager. Obviously, you're not going to have your current biller interviewing your new biller, but you'll want to have somebody who has some sort of knowledge around the process. And again, if you don't know every detail, that's totally fine. Oftentimes when you know we're transitioning new practices, we don't know everything, but we have a checklist that helps us make sure we know every single thing before we go live. And that we are in constant connection with the office staff who can help make sure that we all have a smooth transition. Because at the end of the day, that's what everybody needs and wants, right? All right, so now we've covered two important elements, right? We've talked about your current contract, understanding their current process, details about your practice and how your operations work. And next, the third question is, what level of service are you looking for? What do you want to be outsourced, right? Similar things that we mentioned, right? How do you want patient statements handled? Patient phone calls, eligibility and verifications, phone calls. And then things that you're going to want to ask them is have them walk you through their process. How do they communicate? How do they work with you when there's an issue? How do they provide metrics and education to you? What's included in their billing package? Now let's talk about number four. So this is about your communication style. How involved do you want to be? Are you delegating that to a practice manager? Do you want to be on the emails? Again, like I mentioned, transition time tends to be a little bit more heavy during the communication, right? We're getting things set up. We're making sure nothing falls through the crack. We're making sure and understanding what the current billers were doing, especially if there are issues with your accounts receivable. 
that can mean a ton of emails trying to get that cleaned up. Again, we just need to understand and you need to understand who do you want that delegation to be? Do you want emails throughout the week or do you want a summary email at the end of the week or a biweekly meeting instead? That can really help set everybody up for success. The other thing is, how long do you expect your emails to get answered by, right? So if you send an email or a question, how quickly do you need those answered? Is it 24 hours, 48 hours? Do you expect any issues on the weekends or evenings? And again, that is typically not likely to have issues on the weekends or evenings, but you'll want to understand and think through your own practice when you're seeing patients so that you have clear expectations when you're interviewing your billing team. The other question is, how and what are your expectations around coding? Do you need somebody who's coding your claims? For the most part, I would say most practices do not need this, right? The physicians are doing that. The healthcare practitioners are doing that. Then most of the time, the billing team is scrubbing the claim, right? Making sure they don't see any overt errors and then submitting the claims and then dealing with denials and and managing those. We have expectations for our teams that they're doing those pretty quickly and frequently, right? We're getting in there every day. We're making sure that those are getting submitted, you know, certainly within one or two business days at the latest. And then how long is it taking for that team to manage those denials? Are those denials sitting there for weeks and weeks, which is completely inappropriate? And that's why you see your AR continuing to increase or one of the reasons why. So you'll want to understand your expectations. Now, my expectations of our company is that we are getting back to emails within 24 business hours. Obviously, you know, we're pretty... um, connected to our technology, right? Maybe not a good thing, but it is reality. So usually we're emailing back much quicker than that. Um, We don't typically work weekends and evenings in a traditional sense. However, I'm always on my email. So I feel like we answer emails pretty quickly when questions come up. The other thing is when there are questions, how are we able to communicate with folks in your office? So things like tasks, are we able to send those through your practice management software versus an email, which just helps to keep track of a single issue and make sure that it's connected, especially if it's a patient care issue. So number five, what services does the billing company offer, right? So you're going to want to ask the questions, are they coming to the table with any other virtual assistant duties, eligibility and benefits, prior authorization, how quickly and what is the turnaround time for those types of services? Are they identifying patient deductibles and are they communicating that to your front office staff? Are they helping to call clients and manage patient balances or are they just sending patient statements? Now, for the most part, most billing companies manage the patient statements through the electronic medical record or the practice management software, and those are sent electronically. And even better if your EMR or PM software has the ability to send that with a very easy payment link that they can just click on and it connects right to your system so that when they make payments, it's all integrated. Now, the last thing is about how much the billing company is going to charge. Most billing companies do a percent of net collections, and this is what is very common. Some billers have to charge a flat fee per claim, which really 
is typically limited to states where they are not able to bill a percentage, like New York. For example, New York has rules around percent and whether or not you can do a percent of claims. Now, some services may require a by-the-hour type of charge, and this can be things like old AR, or it can be things like doing patient eligibility and verification. So I would say talk with the billing team, understand their structure and what they include, and most of the time, folks are somewhat flexible on how to structure this, but in order to really get a good quote, you have to be able to walk through the things that we talked about today so that they understand where are you currently at? What do you currently have? What are you not happy about? And what do you envision a good partner looking like? And then walking through each of those steps of the billing process so that they know what you need and they can also outline what you can expect hiring their team. Again, for me, communication is probably a number one thing that you want to align on. Obviously, charge and expectations around turnaround times, meaning how quick are you going to expect that they're submitting claims, working the denials. And then, of course, metrics. How often are they providing you some metrics in order for you to look at so that you can understand, okay, how are things going? Am I hitting the benchmark? And whenever you're transitioning, you know, you recognize that it's going to take 90 days or so in order to kind of get into a smooth rhythm, make sure things are moving smoothly. Now, that doesn't mean 90 days to have revenue not coming in. It just means 90 days to really kind of iron out the kinks. And if you are having your billing team work up old accounts receivable, say from a prior biller, you're really going to want to talk through why those were denied, how many claims there are, how old that AR is, right? There's a huge difference between accounts receivable that's 30 days old than is 180 days old because of timely filing limits. And so all of that information is going to be really critical to discuss. And so I'll leave you with this. As you understand your own current practice and your own needs and what you're really looking for in a biller, that's going to make the interview process as you go out and search for billers much easier. I will say this, as a physician, we get the struggles that are going on in healthcare right now. We get the struggles in in offices and practices. The most important thing is that you have experienced billers on your team, that you have an experienced team who's managing the process, giving you the metrics, helping you have education, helping really think about your practice as a whole, right? Not just submitting claims and working denials. That's that's just one piece of this. It's that big picture view that you're really going to want to make sure whatever billing team that you're interviewing has. And of course, we really try and hire some of the best of the best. Um, we have some amazing billers on our team, and I'm lucky to have them on our team every single day. So With that, I will leave you with this. If you are looking for a new biller, feel free to shoot us an email at info at nationalrevenueconsulting.com and we'd be happy to set up a call and walk through this with your own team and really understand what your needs and wants are and see if they align. Again, we really are focused on metrics and of course, providing a reliable service. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast and of course, share with a friend and enjoy Join us on the Facebook group, RevMD. 